The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us. My name is said Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you'd like to be part of our little radio program, call us. The number is 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. As our producer, Tim, uh, said, it is beautiful weather, and the days are getting to be almost the longest of the year. I think June 21st is the longest day of the year. Uh, that's summer solstice, I think. And so we are there, my favorite part of the year. Uh, if you took the, I mean, actually, knock on wood, my allergies aren't too bad, but I know a lot of people are suffering from allergies from all the rain we got this spring. Uh, but as soon as it gets hot enough, that will all go away. So hopefully everybody is out there enjoying the nice weather. Uh, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Apparently, it's rainbows and butterflies all over again, and we have nothing to worry about. Uh, so U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were up three and a quarter percent last week. You heard that right, three and a quarter percent. International developed market stocks were up one and three quarters percent. In the emerging markets, we saw them trade up three and a half percent. In the bond market, we saw yields continue to move higher. The one thing that is interesting in the bond market – oh, so, sorry, I missed small cap stocks. Uh, and I don't know how I did, but small cap stocks uh, led the charge last week. They were up 4%. Uh, so we saw a huge rally, especially obviously on Friday. Small caps ripped as the risk on trade appeared to be back. Um, so small caps had a huge week last week, but it really had a, a pretty lousy year. Um, and then in the bond market, we are seeing a little bit of steepening in the in the yield curve. It's not... It's still inverted, so don't don't get ahead of yourself. But we are seeing a little bit of steepening. Um, yields continue to move higher. The yield on the six-month uh, Treasury bill is five and a half percent. You heard that right, five and a half percent on a six-month. A one-year Treasury is five and a quarter, and a ten-year is three point seven percent. In the gold in the gold market, uh, we saw gold trade up one and a half percent at nineteen sixty-eight an ounce. Uh, and so obviously gold's come pretty far off its high, uh, well above 2000 bucks an ounce. And oil was 3% lower at 71.63 a barrel. Uh, so the big economic news last week, I know everybody wants to talk about the debt ceiling, but I'm quite frankly sick of it. Uh, and I guess Josh can address it if he wants, but I didn't put it on my list. Uh, the big economic, and mostly because it just frustrates me that it's, it's still happening and it's been uh, raised yeah, and that's all you need to know. i know and politics is, is like so it, it's become it's really crazy to me that the far right and the far left want the same thing and they don't even know it it just makes me crazy they're just such idiots uh but the big economic news last week was the may jobs report which showed the u.s economy still cranking out jobs that u.s added 339,000 jobs last month Way ahead of consensus estimates, the consensus estimates were for 190,000 jobs, which still would have been great. And last month was the 29th straight month of positive growth, job growth in the United States. You heard that right, 29th straight growth uh, month of job growth. Uh, the unemployment rate rose a little bit to 3.7%. So it was at 3.5 or 3.4, and now it's at 3.7. Uh, and I know that move is higher, but when you think about history, 3.7, the last time we had unemployment at 3.7% was 1969. Uh, so this, we're still in unprecedented levels in terms of the labor market, even though uh, that, went, that went higher. And essentially what happened is more people that are eligible to work entered the labor force, and that's why the unemployment rate ticked higher. You but, need a dramatic increase in the unemployment rate to actually have a realized recession. But the, that is the crazy thing, is that when you think about how strong the labor market, it is a juggernaut here in the United States. It is 
unbelievable how powerful our labor market is uh, and the force that that is. And the reason it's so important is if you think about consumer spending in the United States drives 70 percent of GDP. So 70 percent of GDP is driven by consumer spending. And as when people are employed, they're spending money. And so to me, it is easy to see what the Fed needs to do. But the market, and we're going to talk about this next segment, the market does not agree with what the Fed needs to do. And so I guess we'll see. That job opening and labor turnover uh, surprised the upside, too. And that's so there's 1.8 available jobs for every worker. Yeah. So it doesn't look like the unemployment rate is going to roll over quickly anytime soon when you have the amount of jobs that are available relative to the amount of workers that want to fill them. Sort of a temporary lull, too, in tech the tech layoff news has really subsided over the last month and a half, too. You saw that massive spike early in the year, and uh, layoffs layoffs have decreased pretty substantially over the last month and a half. Well, because you know the deal, man. AI is going to solve everybody's <laughs> problem. It is, for sure. We have another trillion trillion market cap club participant in, in the form of NVIDIA. Uh, the Fed's beige book came out last week where the Fed surveys, uh, and they essentially just survey, go out and survey and interview people, they interview business owners. Um, uh, in their 12 districts. And the message that the Fed got was that they continue to see a little bit of deterioration in the economy, but, but overall the economy is still expanding. The economic data, though, the Fed admitted has come in much stronger than they expected, uh, which goes to show you that the Fed is just like the rest of us. They are literally guessing. They have a ton more information than we have, but they're not very good at disseminating what it means, just like the rest of us. And so the Fed is guessing, just like when they told us that inflation was going to be transitory. They were obviously really, really wrong on that one. Um, And they're really smart people with a lot of data, but I think sometimes that's uh, detrimental. The next rate decision, um, the Fed meets on uh, June 13th and 14th, where uh, the FOMC makes their makes their next decision on rates. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see not only what they do with the Fed funds rate, but what their messaging is. I mean, the market really cares not only what the Fed does, but really what the messaging is. The uh, only uh, hawkish participants that I've noted over the last week are non-voting members. Right. So we, <laughs> so we shall see. Doesn't doesn't provide much credibility to the hawkish, the hawkish side of, and ha- of the And when Josh is hawkish, meaning continuing to raise rates, uh, dovish means that they're going to either pause. Uh, you know, they, they've said... They're not going to use the word pause. They're going to delay is the new word they're using, meaning they might not raise in June, but they would raise Skip. in July. Skip. Skip. Skip is the new one. Which is like, come word. on, man. It, it, what's the difference? But uh, the other thing I thought I'd bring up is that um, the next sort of canary in the coal mine for the U.S. economy, to us at least, is is the commercial real estate market. When you think about especially uh, cities on the West Coast, so think about cities like Portland, uh, San Francisco, L.A., uh, you know, they have these big – big buildings that are just empty and um you know these cities are being taken over uh and and you know by people you know that have bad intentions let's call it um and and so when you think about the amount of leverage that banks have and the amount of borrowed money that these uh institutions in general have with commercial real estate across the country um the shoe has yet to drop there i mean there's some there's going to be some loans called and you know it, it, we we saw a building uh, in San Francisco, that went up for sale. That was three hundred million. It ended up selling for sixty million. Um, the write downs are going to have to start, and it and it's going to start to cause some problems. I think it's at, at least the banking ba- institutions. The bank's loans are secured. At least it's the people on top of them, the leveraged loans, the the pensions and institutions own. Those are the ones that are going to wiped out, and that equity is getting written down to zero. They're secured. The bank loans are secured by the building, but the building's worth a fraction of what the bank has it on the books for. So there, there's lots of problems in the commercial real estate market for other entities and you know how that can go it can snowball on itself so we saw what happened with silicon valley bank and some of these regional banks are heavy in commercial real estate loans um, and so there could be more sort of problems that will be created and you know how it works is that again we don't know who's swimming naked till the tide goes out and so when this starts to happen in the commercial real estate market it can snowball to other parts of the parts of the economy but you know i, I still believe that the fed has to continue their job of getting inflation back to 2% or close to it um, because they have the runway. The labor market is strong. And so their two mandates are the labor market, which is beyond full employment, and uh, interest and, and inflation. And so they have the labor market taken care of. Now they have to deal with inflation. And like we've been saying all along, we've never seen 
inflation tamed without a recession. And I don't know why this time it's going to be different because guess what the most expensive words in the investment business are? This time it's different. All right. Again, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or a comment, call us 877-670-7117. Or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about that game of chicken between the Fed and the market and who is going to be right. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Ready for real summer? Kick it off with Columbia Basin Exteriors Barbecue, Blues, and Whiskey Festival. Presented by Windermere Real Estate, June 2nd and 3rd at the Deschutes County Expo Center. Nothing says summer like barbecue, tasty beverages, and good friends. Enjoy the headlining music of Joanna Connor and Gary Hoey. See and sample a pig roast, hot wings, and cornhole competition, and wash it down with a cold brew. And don't forget the whiskey. For tickets and info, go to centraloregonbbq.com. Sponsored by Chevrolet of Bend, Crater Lake Spirits, A Bliss CBD, LeafGuard, OregonHealthcare.gov, Oregon, National Solar, Tim Barrel Brewing, The Source Weekly, KTVZ News Channel 21, and this station. The Central Oregon Barbecue, Blues, and Whiskey Festival, June 2nd and 3rd at the Deschutes County Expo Center. Online at centraloregonbbq.com. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte, or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and my fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever we want to talk about is fair game. 
So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. So Josh and I, last or two weeks ago, we went to a conference. We were debating whether or not to make a change to one of the holdings in our portfolio or a couple of holdings in our portfolio, thinking that maybe there was an option, an index, quasi-index option that was maybe a better option for our clients. We determined after going to this conference and doing our due diligence, which is a term that nobody on Wall Street does any does anymore, which is any research on anything, uh, but Josh and I do, so if you're a client of ours, you should uh, be happy about that. Anyways, we determined we weren't going to make the change, but uh, what was interesting um, was some of the presentations uh, in some of the slides that and, and I took pictures of my phone um, because the information was so interesting. And Josh and I went to this uh, presentation about um, essentially actively managing index funds, and we thought it was going to be something that it wasn't. But what was interesting was uh, it was put on by a company named uh, DFA, Diversified Dimensional, uh, Dimensional uh, Fund Advisors, um, which is a quasi-index shop that was started in 1981 by looking at essentially tilting a portfolio to small cap or really small cap companies uh, on the value side for quality, and, and over time that should outperform. And and they were actually right uh, with their flagship product, product that started in 1981. But the presentation was interesting because they said which what you know based on your index provider can have a big determinant on your performance meaning not all indexes are created equal so Josh and I talk a lot about indexing on our show um but the funny thing is is that when there are different companies like Standard & Poor's um provides indexes that then these asset managers use to create their index funds and there are there are three big ones there's um the CRSP, uh, and I forget what that stands for. There's that Standard and Poor's, uh, and then what's the third one? Uh, the third one is Russell. Russell. Yeah. So there's three company, three major companies that create these indexes. And CRSP is just the Center for Research and Security Prices. It's at the University and, of Chicago, kind Van- of where Fama French, like the founders of basically modern. And finance. Vanguard uses them a lot. Yeah. For, yeah. Yep. So so these are the companies that create an index. Like this is the index. So S and P obviously has S and P 500. They're all the same. But you know, there's a different. There's three different small cap indexes. There's three different mid cap indexes, and then the asset managers decide which one of these companies they're going to use. And so what was interesting is they put up these two slides and they said, depending on your index provider changes the performance of your portfolio. And so all of us think of indexes as they should have the same performance. And so if you own the S&P, of course, it's going to be the performance of the S&P minus whatever the fee is for that fund or ETF. Uh, but if you look at different um, so large cap, if you just look at large cap index providers, they have um, three of them. Uh, and they said, okay, let's look at the S&P, 500, S&P 1500 index, the Russell 3000, and the U.S. total market index, which are all large cap indexes. Uh, the difference over a 20-year period is 1% annualized between the three. Uh, and it gets even worse when you go down in market cap. So the three major uh, small caps, so small company indexes, are the S&P small cap 600, the Russell 2000, which is sort of the most broadly followed, and then the CRSP U.S. small cap index. The difference over a 20-year period was 5.3%. So here you are thinking you all have the same index, but the difference in performance could be 5.3% annualized. And so not all indexes are created equal. And I just, it was very, you know, really interesting for Josh and I to sort of see that up there on the slide to be like, wow, it's dramatic. It can be dramatically different from a performance standpoint, even if you're indexing. So not all indexes, so all of you that are indexes, indexers, you should realize not all indexes are the same. And so you within your index funds can have dramatically different performance from a different index fund just because they use a different provider. And the, the point they're kind of trying to make is like, what's your benchmark? If your benchmark is the index and no two indexes is the same, what is the, how do you truly measure the performance of say small caps when there's so much you know, disagreement about what small caps really are between index providers. Yeah, so if and you, it's an interesting rhetorical uh, question. Yeah, because there's no answer. Because we, because we, I said he he posed that question, and I was like, well, what's the answer? He's like, there isn't one. But it's whatever you want it to be. But the truth is, like, if you are own S and P uh, 600, w- which is one small cap index, 
most people look at the Russell 2000 as the small cap proxy. So, you know, you could be like dramatically outperforming or underperforming what most people think of as the small cap proxy just because you own a different index. And they would tell you like, well, the reason that our underperformance over the long run is so bad is because we're not we shouldn't be benchmarked against these other small cap indices. And that's why it's funny is because there's, you just use it as a justification to, you know, everyone uses the information differently. And it's sort of like statistics is one of those things that you can make them say anything you want. And that's kind of the, the end result of the meeting. But, for the, us. but the point, also the point is that we believe still wholeheartedly believe in indexing. It's just a matter of getting the right index uh, provider is, is the important thing. Meaning we look at it as, the ones are the most popular where the mon most money is flowing every single month is the one you should own because it's going to be a self-fulfilling situation. Okay, so we did uh, our e-news last week and we called it Game of Chicken. And what we mean by that, and we, we thought we'd talk about it in the radio, is the market and the Federal Reserve are, to us, they're saying two different things. And that the market is off like a scalded cat. I mean, the NASDAQ is up over 30% year to date. It's crazy to us to, to look at these market indexes and see the deteriorating uh, economic data to, to, with some respect, but still see inflation you know, relatively high and stubbornly high. And in some parts of the country, it's going up again. And so when you think about that and the Fed's mandate saying that they are going to tame inflation, they keep sending out all their minions and saying, we are gonna deal with inflation and we're gonna get back to our 2% target rate. We're at 5%. 2% is a long way. The first 4% knockdown of inflation was relatively easy. The next 3% is going to be really hard and going to come with a lot of pain. And so Josh and I are, are confused in that the market is saying the Fed's going to keep – the Fed's going to actually be lowering rates some point in the year because there's no way the valuations make sense in the market, especially in the technology part of the market if rates are going to continue to go higher, right? Because cost of capital goes up and interest rates determine valuations for everything. And so there, one, it's this game of chicken. Either the Fed's going to keep going, interest rates are going to keep going higher, and we're going to have to see a repricing of these stocks, or the market's right and the Fed is going to chicken out. And the reason the market, I think, thinks the Fed's going to chicken out is because they have in the past. Um, but our yeah, take market, is we have to take them at their word. The market just doesn't, you know, the market's just ultimately front running what it perceives the eventual policy response to be. And no one believes, well, no one believes them. And, you know, the reality of what we're doing now is if they're trying to jawbone markets lower by pretending to be hawkish and then they don't end up doing it, uh, they're going to forever erode their credibility. But the most likely scenario here is like some version of stagflation, which we're kind of in, which is relatively anemic and economic growth uh, and relatively high inflation. And but, maybe but, not to the extent that you saw 50 years ago, but uh, certainly a different uh, macroeconomic environment. But in that environment, the to. valuation of the stock market does not make sense. And so one of the two, one of the two entities is going to be right. Either the market's going to be right or the Fed. Uh, and I think only time will tell. But it's, it's quite confusing to us what's happening in the market relative to the data we're seeing. All right. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about markets and how that relates to your money. If you want to get signed up, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Click on the contact us, send us an email and say, I'd like to be added to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we'll tackle some of your emails. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. Nurses at St. Charles keep disappearing. In the past few years, more than 500 nurses have left their jobs due to dangerous working conditions and low wages. That's why the nurses who remain are fighting for a fair contract, one that improves working conditions, makes health care affordable, and pays a fair wage so nurses can afford to live here. St. Charles should be a place where nurses want to work, 
visit respectournurses.com and tell St. Charles to put an end to the crisis of disappearing nurses. Hi, it's Stephanie at Cycle Bar. We're kicking off our fifth birthday with a week-long celebration June 1st through 7th. Our summer pass launches on the 1st for just $2.39. That's three months of unlimited rides for half price, less than $3 per day. And bonus, the first 25 people to purchase their pass are entered to win $150 in prizes. Purchase your pass on our Cycle Bar Instagram page and get daily updates on in-studio swag giveaways. Cycle Bar, in the shops of the Old Mill District. Rock the ride. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. It's fishing season, Central Oregon. Guys' season at Finn and Firefly Shop is in full swing, and we're accepting bookings for lower Deschutes River float trips. If you're new to fly fishing or an experienced angler, you'll enjoy a full day floating the scenic Deschutes River and fishing for feisty redside trout. This is definitely a trip you won't forget. So book online at finandfire.com or swing into the shop and schedule your trips today. As the summer approaches, look no further than Finn and Fire for everything you need for fly fishing. We have complete fly rod packages starting at $198, and you won't find a larger wader selection anywhere else in Central Oregon. From Sims, Patagonia, Squala, Grundens, and Orvis, we have the waders and boots you're looking for this season to get you into the river. So swing into the shop and talk with our experienced Fin and Fire staff to get the latest fishing reports and have us steer you in the right direction on your next river outing. Fin and Fire, on Highway 97 in Redmond, or shop with us anytime at finandfire.com. Since 1999, Auto Network Group, ANG and Bend, has been delivering on the American promise of driving excitement. Hi, Fred Johnson here. Auto Network Group buyers scour the market selecting only the best of the best. Cars, trucks, SUVs, vans, and top-of-the-line RVs. They have the brands you can trust. Let Auto Network Group match your active Central Oregon lifestyle with perfect vehicles for things you love to do. The buying experience at ANG is streamlined. Apply online, get pre-approved financing, select your new late model car, truck, SUV, or RV. And in three easy steps, you can be driving something new. They take pride in their 100% positive feedback rating. Go to ANGBend.com to see their big inventory and see what other satisfied customers have to say. Or stop in today at Auto Network Group, just behind Target on Robo Lane and Bend. Auto Network Group, delivering driving excitement. Listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli. We're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. So in the last segment, I mentioned that in some parts of the country, uh, we're actually seeing a tick up in inflation. And here is the data as measured by uh, the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve has 12 districts across the country where they have different uh, central, different regional banks that are part of the, the overall Federal Reserve. Um, so this is looking year over year. So in April of last year, the CPI, core CPI was 6.2%. So April of 22, it was 6.1%. In April of this year, core CPI was 5.5%, and that's nationally. So obviously inflation was going in the right direction. But 
If you look at the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, their median CPI went from five and a half to seven percent this year. Uh, and so uh, you look at Atlanta, it went from four point nine a year ago to six and a half. Uh, you look at, uh, let's see, Dallas, three point nine to four point eight. San Francisco, six point three to seven point nine. And so I wonder, you, you wonder know, why <laughs> we're starting to see regionally. Um, inflation moving higher. And so what's odd to us is this is the data that we're looking at, right, uh, that Josh and I look at all the time. And we see the behavior, right, also anecdotally, like all of you listening right now are seeing the behavior of yourself and your friends. Restaurants are full. People are traveling like never before. I mean, pre-COVID levels are we're smashing records uh, globally for travel. Uh, you know, restaurants are full. People are recreating like crazy. Core so, services, core services, CPI is up. Oh, three quarters, almost three quarters of a percent year on year. Real spending's higher. Like the inflation is dead. Circus is so wrong. It's and, funny. And so when you look at obviously the only the thing that the Fed, the, all of this demand creates inflation, right? Because we see if wages keep going up uh, and the demand is high, then inflation is is here and it's not not going to go lower. And so. You know, the lesson, if you go back to the early 80s, uh, when Paul Volcker was chairman of the Fed and, and he paused, you know, he said they were raising rates, raising rates, and it looked like inflation was headed in the right direction. And then they paused and inflation came roaring back. And then he eventually had to raise rates 200 basis points at a time to finally deal with inflation and really put the U.S. economy in a more painful recession. And the Fed knows about that, right? The chairman of the Fed today, Jerome Powell, he quotes uh, he quotes um, Paul Paul Volcker's book all the time. And so they see this information, like the Fed sees this info, they see the behavior, and they know that if they pause, if they do what all these dips, these not so intelligent people, I almost swore on regular radio, terrestrial radio, but if they do what these doofuses on CNBC want them to do, they will create a worse a problem that is much worse and because the, the behavior will get worse. The duration story that we've been mired in now for a year and a half will drag on and on and on and seem be seemingly unending. Yeah, then it'll be the 70s again. And so w w the Fed, you know, look, recessions aren't fun, but they are really crucial in a free market capitalistic society. You have to have a recession. Otherwise, inflation becomes rampant. I Idaho and uh, Eastern Oregon are going to leave the San Francisco Fed and move to uh, Kansas City. Yeah, that one, and then what's that kind of stuff? Okay, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from an Andrew M. Uh, I don't know where he is. Uh, anyways, uh, hi, guys. I wanted to know where you would recommend putting a small amount of additional income between a traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, and an HSA account that allows me to invest what's in the HSA. I'm 50 and in good health, have no debts aside from a mortgage, and spend between 300 and 500 a year on health care. Thanks for your time, Andrew. Andrew, generally, uh, without knowing more about your specific situation, I think our recommendation would be uh, on the balance. If you're already contributing to an employer-sponsored plan uh, and you have maybe significant amount of savings in uh, traditional retirement assets, so pre-tax retirement assets, you know, I'd make the contribution to your HSA. You know ultimately you're going to spend it while you're retired. And it's functionally like a Roth, and you know you're going to spend the money on it's healthcare. It's better so. than a Roth because you get a tax yeah, deduction get, on the. You, it's triple tax. It's triple tax benefit, meaning you get a contribution. You get a tax deduction when you make the contribution. It grows tax free, and then when you take it out, it's tax free as long as you use it for healthcare. So yeah, it's better than a Roth. If that's not, you know, and if you don't have a lot of. Uh, retirement funds, I'd maybe say put it into the Roth, but uh, that's maybe the delineator for me. Yeah, but you know, when you think about all that money's being fungible in retirement, right? He's going to have to have healthcare costs, and so w where he gets them from, if he gets the bigger tax benefit from the HSA, I think stick with your gut. You're right on that one. The, the caveat, Andrew, is that you don't spend any of the money from the HSA. You said you spend between three hundred and five hundred. The, the our caveat is as long as you spend that three hundred or five hundred out of pocket and, and not from your HSA and your HSA gets invested appropriately for your age, meaning 50, uh, then that's what we, you should be doing um, because it's triple tax benefited as long as you use it for healthcare you know, expenses when you get to retirement. Uh, and so 
you know, the HSA is very underutilized. Not only is it underutilized, meaning from a contribution standpoint, but then once the money gets put in there, almost nobody, 91% of people don't invest it. It sounds like that's not you, that's not you, but just make sure it's invested appropriately and you're spending your annual healthcare costs out of pocket, not from your HSA. You just want it as another pile of money uh, in retirement. We got another email from Richard B. Uh, I assume by Richard, your email uh, address that you are from Bend. Um, the company that I have an account with recently sent an email with a survey about ESG investing. The questions were very obviously pro ESG. What's your opinion? Uh, you want me to tackle this one? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're Mr. ESG, <laughs> baby. <laughs> we we look at ESG and it, it's this politicized thing by both the right and the left. And, you know, people on the right think that it's being forced down their throats and people on the left uh, think it's the right thing to do. And at, for Wall Street, Wall Street's perception of ESG is that it's a really great vehicle to make a lot of extra money for doing no extra work. And so uh, it's inevitably going to be coming to your portfolio in a greater proportion than it is today, I think almost by necessity because Wall Street views it as the greatest bulwark against fee compression that exists. I mean, our industry faces declining fees and actively managed funds. This is a great way to increase fees for essentially creating investment based on proprietary scores uh, that ESG providers make. And so, you know, whether or not you like it, you're probably going to see more of it simply because Wall Street loves it because it is creating a fee bonanza uh, for ESG fund creators. So that's why we don't like it. And here's the problem. Both sides are wrong about why they either like it or don't like it. So the left is wrong because they think ESG is being forced down your throat and, you know, you're being forced to invest in things uh, to, you know, the so-called green economy. The, 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 and that's the right. And the left uh, th thinks that it's really important because they think that we should be depriving companies like ExxonMobil of investment dollars because they're so bad for the world. Well, the truth is, uh, that's not why it's bad. The, the reason it's bad is what Josh, Josh just said. The, the, the funny thing is, if you're, if you're on the left, companies that are going to solve our environmental problems, if you agree that there are some, are those companies like ExxonMobil. They're the ones that are actually spending money. If you think about the market will essentially solve humanity's problems because it always has. Um, you can't deprive companies that are going to solve the problem of investment dollars. Um, and, and so, you know, that's the problem. And the people that are you know, on the right that don't, that think that, you know, this is being shoved down your throat. You still have choices. You don't, you don't have to invest in it. Uh, but the reason you hate it has, shouldn't be because it's being shoved down your throat. It's because it's literally the same thing as indexing where you're just paying 80% more for it. And that's the real rub and why you should be frustrated with it. But that has nothing to do with politics, right? Everybody's making this a political issue when, it, when, it's just about, when Wall Street it's just loves a, it. It's just about money. I mean, if, if you think it's about politics, it's not. It's but, literally about money. But what's funny about it is Wall Street likes that there's a debate about it and that people are frustrated because they just love that it's being taken up, right? They, 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 they love that, you know, the real issue behind it isn't being talked about. The real issue and the, what all the politicians would be, should be mad about is like they're offering the same product that you can get 80% cheaper and they just slap an ESG label on it and say it's different and, and they get to charge you more for it. That's the real problem and that's where this, the, the issue that Josh but the and the politicians have. are like the unwitting the parasitical host for this to be well, they're just <laughs> introduced like, to all of your portfolio. They're just like all the consumers that don't really understand what the real and issue is. And if you feel is. good about it while you're doing it and they can take more of your money, all the better. And ultimately, what makes a bigger difference in the world is you, where you spend your dollars rather than where you're investing your Roth IRA, really, is the truth. All right. Uh, if you would like to be part of the program, you have a question for us or comment, go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com, send us an email, or call us 877-670-7117. When we come back, we're going to tell you what most financial advisors are actually doing. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
Ready for real summer? Kick it off with Columbia Basin Exteriors Barbecue, Blues, and Whiskey Festival. Presented by Windermere Real Estate, June 2nd and 3rd at the Deschutes County Expo Center. Nothing says summer like barbecue, tasty beverages, and good friends. Enjoy the headlining music of Joanna Connor and Gary Hoey. See and sample a pig roast, hot wings, and cornhole competition, and wash it down with a cold brew. And don't forget the whiskey. For tickets and info, go to centraloregonbbq.com. Sponsored by Chevrolet of Ben, Crater Lake Spirits, A Bliss CBD, LeafGuard, OregonHealthcare.gov, Oregon, National Solar, Tin Barrel Brewing, The Source Weekly, KTVZ News Channel 21, and this station. The Central Oregon Barbecue, Blues, and Whiskey Festival, June 2nd and 3rd at the Deschutes County Expo Center. Online at centraloregonbbq.com. For most kids, summer is the best. But for others, summer is tough because they're hungry. In Deschutes County, thousands of kids qualified for the free and reduced school lunch program. For many, it's their only meal of the day. But when school's out, getting kids their lunch becomes a challenge. No child in our community should go hungry, ever. But you can help, and it's inexpensive. Join the Ben Food Project. When you go to the grocery store, place one extra non-perishable food item in your cart. Just one. Healthy, nutritious things like pasta, tuna, cereal, or peanut butter. When you put the groceries away, put that one item in the green Ben Food Project bag we'll provide you. Every two months, we'll come pick it up. The process is easy, painless, and inexpensive, yet enormously rewarding. Can you help with the can a week? Get your green bag at benfoodproject.com. Benfoodproject.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110. Level rate for 20 years. That's right. Guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call 1-800-786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those appointments scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So one of the uh, things that came out of the Secure Act 2.0, so we know you had Secure Act 1.0 during COVID and then Secure Act 2.0 after COVID, um, and one of the things that came out of Secure Act 2.0 uh, was this change to the, to the rules in 529 plan. So a lot of you uh, know that a 529 uh, plan is a college savings plan. Josh and I both have them for our kids. I'm about to start using one of mine. Um, but one of the things that they did it was starting in 2024, uh, you can convert some of your 529 into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. So I'll use my son example, as an example. Um, his he has quite a bit of money in his 529 because as soon as he got a social security number, I started contributing to it, and I've contributed every month since. And so what I'm going to do uh, is you know use most of it for his college at the University of Colorado Boulder, which is not cheap. Uh, and so I'm going to use most of it, but I'm going to hold back 35,000 of it 
Um, and uh, six up to I can contribute six thousand dollars a year into a Roth IRA from that. I can convert essentially six thousand dollars a year of of that money uh, up to thirty five thousand starting in twenty twenty four. Now you have to have had the uh, five twenty nine for fifteen years, um, but it is a great option. You know, so I think about it when you think about uh, my son being able to convert that starting. Uh, well, he can do it now actually. So uh, you know. In 2024 is the first year I'm going to do it for him. So at 19, uh, well, he'll still be 18. At 18, he'll, you know, have $6,000 a year contributed to his Roth. Now he'll have to have earned income, but you know, I'll make sure that he does in some way or another. Hopefully the IRS isn't listening. But um, so that's one of the things that came out of the 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 Secure Act 2.0 is that some of you uh, that have 529s, maybe your kid got a got a scholarship or what for whatever reason you have some money left over, uh, you can move that to a, one of your other kids. Um, and so my daughter is looking at some very expensive school, so maybe I'll do that. But if not, I will uh, hold back 35,000 and con- convert $6,000 a year uh, to his Roth IRA. Um, and then this, Josh sent me this uh, from Twitter, John Ulrich. Uh, the average time spent on a mobile device in the United States each day. So uh, 40 minutes was the time, average time that somebody spent in 2010. Uh, guess some, well, Josh knows the answer to this. So in 2023, it's 4.6 hours. Uh, I think in my teenager's case and their friend's case, it's more like 20.6 hours. Uh, it's, it's, it's an epidemic and it's depressing. And, you know, when I think about... Technology obviously has done a lot of great things for us, but when I think about what technology is doing now and when I think about social media, uh, how it's new, the new tobacco, and now when I think about what the potential for AI is, and I know I sound like a fuddy-duddy, but I've sounded like a fuddy-duddy since I was 21, so I'm okay with it. Um, and I'm usually right about this stuff. Like it's not – AI is – you know, when you think about the potential – you know, it could end humanity. I mean, when you think about the movie The Matrix, that that could be a reality with AI, and it's probably not as far off as we think. And what? How has social media made any of our lives better? How have these stupid phones that people stare at and have to get their their dopamine kick every time they look at them? How has that made it better? And it's, you know, when I I'll be at my house and I'll look around and like all my wife and both of my kids will be staring at their phones, and I think, how is this better? How is this like as a family making us more connected and how is it enriching their lives and i know the answer is it's not i mean ultimately like it it, it does especially for my teenage daughter it does terrible things to her brain so um you know i just it, we're going in the wrong direction and it's not just here in the united states it's around the world and I, again i know i sound like an old footy duddy but um you know I, I just i have such an issue with all of this stuff did you see uh ai this is more on the ai than the social media front but the, it's all the same to me the air force had a uh, a test simulation going where an autonomous drone would seek out and kill targets and then it turned up killing it but it had to be verified by a human operator and then it turned on the human operator when it learned that that was an impediment to it killing its own targets <laughs> yeah i mean that's that, if you think about the logical how, logically how this works itself out you know, it's we're going to be in pods pretty, as an energy source. Pretty great illustration They're of, gonna, of, the, of the risks that are going to be confronting us over the next couple of decades. And it's not – I don't think it's that far away because self-realization, once that happens, it's a snowball, right? It becomes like really quickly. So it's like it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine till it's not fine and then there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. And so if you think about it in those terms, like is the, is the stupid thing writing me a paper worth it? Of course not. <laughs> Like, right? I mean, we're, we're creating our doom with, you know, so that Google and Microsoft can make some more money. And, and instead of being a $2 trillion company, they're a $6 trillion company. Is that well, like what we want? But the prisoner dilemma is that if we don't do it, someone else will be doing it. No, I understand. It. So I we understand. have to do it. And then the, they're thinking the same thing. And it's a race to the bottom. Well, on that cheery note, let's talk about what most financial advisors actually do. So, one of the things that drives Josh and I crazy is that all of us so-called financial advisors are lumped into the same thing. So everybody thinks that what somebody at Merrill Lynch does and Edward Jones and Country Financial and you know State Farm and Josh and I, we all do the same thing, right? Like, oh, you guys are all financial advisors. And the truth is that 
we don't all do the same thing and our business models are dramatically different and sort of understanding that as a consumer i think would help you make better decisions about if you're going to hire a financial advisor which financial advisor you're going to do so the first thing we thought we'd say is because this is like not understood is that most of you out there listening that have a financial advisor is not the person actually managing your money they outsource the money management to a third party and so if you think to yourself about that, like, oh, I'm hiring, this is the guy or woman that manages my money, you know, but the truth is they're not the one actually doing it. And so they may even communicate that fact to you. And you should be asking yourself the rhetorical question of like, well, what am I paying them for? Right. Because it's like you're they're, they're just at that point, an asset gatherer and an extra layer of fees. And then when you say, well, how do you like explain my performance, explain what's going on in the market relative to my account. They can't because they're not the ones that are actually pulling the trigger. They're just picking a strategy that was sold to them, right? Without actually verifying that this is how it's going to work. And they just look at sort of the short, relatively short term performance of it and say, that makes sense to me. I'm going to put my client's money in there. And so it's like, if that's what's happening, why can't you just do that yourself? Like, why do you need the financial advisor to go out and hire a money manager? I mean, because a big part of what Josh and I do is manage our actual clients' money. Yes, we do some, you know, sort of financial planning and help them with all that other stuff. But, you know, we're, we're actually delivering the deliverable, meaning we're picking the investments. And most of you, like 95% of you that have a financial advisor, they're outsourcing that component. And so you have to ask yourself, why do I have this extra person in here who I'm paying the most to? Like that's the person that's collecting the most of the fee that you're paying. Um, but then there's a bunch of other fees. Like why are you adding that extra layer of fee when they're not providing the actual deliverable that you're paying for? The reason they're making the money is because they sucked you in as a client and there's no that, that's it like that's that's the the value add but it's to themselves not to you and so that's what most financial advisors are actually doing when you think they're you're the one managing your money they're not all right uh if you would like to be part of the program you have a question for us or a comment please call 877-670-7117 or you can always email us by going to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com when we come back, we're going to talk about active money management versus passive and why you should care. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Oh, 